I'm Miad Nakhavali and you are watching and listening to the Middle East Analytica. On this episode, I speak about the Iranian nuclear program from the project called Atom for Peace until the JCPOA or Iranian nuclear deal. So back in 1950s, we know that Iran was one of the main U.S. allies in the region and it was even called as a U.S. gendarme in the Middle East. So at that time, United States and uh, more precisely, President Eisenhower was so intended uh, to help Iran to build its nuclear facilities. So at that time, U.S. really helped Iran to uh, develop its nuclear capabilities. We know that there were many technical assistance, consulting assistance from the United States. And we know that during the Shah, Iran, with the uh, support of the United States, received its first reactor in 1960 seven which was called Tehran research reactor uh, we know that also this reactor is working right now in Tehran but the main uh, purpose of this uh, reactor is uh, for research at that time during 6768 uh, Iran had the chance to sign many contracts with France with Germany and also we know that South Africa and Namibia were on the list of Iran for constructing new facilities in Iran. Uh, also we know that in 1970 Iran uh, signed the non-proliferation uh, treaty or NPT and two years after that uh, the parliament of Iran at the time ratified this uh, treaty. Um, in 1974 Shah of Iran established the first atomic energy organization of Iran. However all of these equations have changed after uh, 1979 and with the triumph of the Islamic uh, revolution in Iran. We know that the leader of Iran, Ayatollah Khomeini, had a um, totally different mindset toward the West in general and United States in particular. He had a very anti-American mindset and uh, he was encouraging all of the Muslims, oppressed Muslims around the world to go against the imperialism, against the kingdom, against the United States and against the West in general. So as a result, the relation between Iran and United States has changed totally. And Iran from one of the main US allies become enemy number one. So there were no more assistance, especially for nuclear activities from the West, from the United States and from other European countries. So Iran tried to find new partners. Two partners are somehow known for us, namely China and Pakistan. Although we know that United States successfully could block Chinese company to collaborate with Iran, we know that Pakistan and more precisely Khan's network helped Iran to build its facilities. Uh, we know that Khan's network was very active at the time, uh, especially they helped many countries which had a hostile relationship with the United States at that time. Um, namely, they helped uh, Libya, they helped North Korea and uh, of course uh, they help Iran. Um, we know that in 1987 um, there were many centrifuges and also plants and imports which were heading toward Iran uh, and most probably the root of these plants and centrifuges uh, were located in Pakistan. It is known that Iran established its um, nuclear weapon program somewhere in the late 90s and early 2000s. The project was called AMAT. However, this was not revealed up until the opposition group of 
Iran called Mujahideen Khalq revealed this information. They announced that Iran is trying to make two new facilities in two cities of Iran, namely Iraq and Natanz. We know that at that time, US administration was very determined to remove a weapon of mass destruction from the Middle East soil. That is why in 2003, uh, the US army has attacked Iraq in order to remove the weapon of mass destruction. Iran very well knew that at that time it will be next in the list. So uh, Iranian politicians uh, know that the threat of the war is very serious. That is why they started negotiating with the European power, namely with uh, France, with Germany and United Kingdom. They, at the same time, they start talking with the International Atomic Energy Agency, uh, Board of Governors, and in the end, they accepted to suspend all of their nuclear activities and also agree to meet all of the IAEA demands. But when Ahmadinejad came to power, all of these equations have changed. We know that Ahmadinejad came from the hardliner spectrum and um, he had this mindset that uh, in order to bring back Persian pride, Iran needs to obtain a nuclear capability. So very soon, Iran began a large-scale industrial um, production of nuclear fuel. And in the same time, we remember that European countries stopped negotiating with Iran and they threat for imposing sanctions against Iran. We know that the IEA Board of Governance referred Iran to the UN Security Council. And in the end, Iran has experienced the most severe sanction in its um, contemporary history. So this sanction from one side, which really smashed the Iranian economy and also mismanagement from inside uh, made the public so dissatisfied about the situation. And that is why the next administration in Iran came from the reformist spectrum. Actually, Rouhani came to power with the slogan of resolution of Iranian nuclear deal with the West. And that is why as soon as he got to the office, he started negotiating with five plus one countries. And in the end, under the JCPOA or uh, Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, Iran uh, dealed with the five plus one countries, namely France, Russia, United Kingdom, United States, Germany and China. China. So Iran agreed not to produce either the highly enriched uranium or plutonium that could be used in a nuclear weapon and also uh, European countries together with United States and United Nations accepted to remove all of the sanctions related to the Iranian nuclear program. However, all sides began to worry when Trump came to the office. We remember that Trump had a very negative mindset about the Iranian nuclear program and also Iranian nuclear deal and he called the deal as a very bad deal and and he claimed that he can have a better deal with Iran. So although many international organizations, including IAEA, confirmed that Iran is committed to its obligation toward the JCPOA, Trump decided to withdraw from the Iranian nuclear deal. So European countries at that time were worried that Iran will start enhancing its nuclear activities. And that is why they were trying to motivate Iran to stay in the nuclear deal. And um, that's the reason they uh, suggested another economic channel between uh, Iran and European uh, countries instead of SWIFT. Uh, the name of the channel was uh, Instex. However, we know that also this didn't work because even if there could be some transactions between Iran and European companies, these companies were worried to be under the US secondary sanction if they collaborate with Iran. So in the end, we can say that the US withdrew from the nuclear deal at least brought two immediate consequences. 
Netherlands for Iranian internal and foreign policy. For internal policy, we know that Hassan Rouhani came from the reformist spectrum. So he was immediately attacked by the hardliners that he made a really bad deal with the West. And I think that the reformist spectrum was pushed to the corner forever. From the other side uh, and from the perspective of foreign policy, I think Iran decided to move more toward the Eastern Bloc, namely towards China and Russia. Now we have an unclear future for the JCPOA and at least we can somehow forecast the future of this deal in light of three new events. One of them is the next administration in the United States. We know that uh, Donald Trump has claimed that he's going to be a candidate for the next presidential election. So if Trump comes to power once again, we know what kind of stance he has toward the Iranian nuclear deal. So we can almost predict no future for this deal if he comes to power. From the other side, we know that Iran has assisted Russian Federation during the war against uh, Ukraine. And we know that Europeans are really mad about this fact. And also we know that European countries were acting as a key players to meditate between Iran and the United States states during the JCPOA and I think that this time European countries will not act the same. On the other side we know that Iran has faced numerous protests in the past months due to the discrimination against women and also freedom of speech in this country. So I think that uh, the Iranian regime has lost its social legitimacy to negotiate with the West. So uh, we have to wait and see what's going to happen in the United States and with the next administration. Uh, we have to see what's going to happen between uh, Russia and Ukraine. And in the end, we have to see if the Iranian regime still has this legitimacy to negotiate with the West. Thank you very much for watching and listening to the Middle East Analytica. Please don't forget to subscribe.